Well, dang, it's about freaking time, wouldn't you think? It's Moose, and yeah, we're back. It's Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for listening. Rate, review, and subscribe. Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Leave a five-star review if you don't care. It's 8.49 p.m. on August 21st, 2019. You're going to be listening to this on August 22nd, 2019, at some point during the day. Most you got some spline on Yeah, I do. I haven't been around in a couple of days. And uh, for very good reason. I had no voice. About uh, once, twice a year, something like that. I always get some kind of crazy cold. I don't know if it's brought on by allergies, but it usually happens in early spring and it happens late in the summer where you get so much gunk in your throat that you just, uh, you know, you, you lose you lose your voice. And uh, I guess technically the voice was still there, but I'm not going to make you listen to something that sounded like this. Hey, guys, welcome. You know, not going to do that. Uh, so everything's clearing up. Still got a bit of a stuffy nose. Uh, well, it started on Sunday, I believe, and woke up with a sore throat and I told my wife, I went, yeah, it's coming. It's a coming. And sure enough, it did. You are listening to Lockdown Cardinals, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Again, apologies for not being here in the last couple of days, but we do have some good stuff to talk about because the Cardinals, yes, have uh, currently taken two out of three from the Brewers. Might be three out of three by the time you're listening to this. Might be two out of three. Um, currently, uh, it is five to two Milwaukee. It's the top of the six, two outs. They got men at first and third. Uh, Junior Fernandez pitching for the Cardinals and uh, Moustakis, who's had quite the night up at the plate right now. So, um, I don't know who's going to win that game yet. We'll probably, we're going to be done with this podcast before that game's over. But one thing to keep in mind, as of the time of this recording, the Cardinals still in first place by half a game. I know, right? Milwaukee now four games out. And uh, the Cardinals really taking it to them. So uh, we, got, we got a few things to talk about today. We're just going to kind of recap the last couple of days and kind of where the Cardinals go from here in their uh in in what's remaining of the season how they can keep pace with the cubs stay ahead of the cubs before uh they finally meet to decide the uh the national league central coming up here in just a few short weeks first though we have to get to uh what we always do right the three big things All right, so the Cardinals, uh, just in time for his bobblehead day, Harrison Bader back with the club. And uh, you know what? If I had recorded this a couple of days ago, I probably would have told you that uh, it's just not, I just wasn't all that excited about it. But he's actually done uh, pretty good over the last little bit. Um, In fact, he's uh, currently, since getting the call back up with the big club, uh, you know, not doing not doing too bad. He's uh, the defense. If the backing going, going to be a big addition, a big asset to the major league team. Number two, and uh, well, the bats, uh, the Cardinals continue to break those out against the Brewers, taking uh, game one three to nothing. 
And then, uh, what, game two, nine to four. And that game, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a minute as well. It shows you just why defense is as important as it is. Number three. And finally, kind of uh, mentioned this just a little bit ago, but the Cardinals, they... Uh, they, they really have to keep pace with the Cubs. The Cubs are about to have a big homestand. The Cubs are amazing at home. They don't tend to lose at home on the road. A completely different story. So the Cardinals got some work cut out for them. They got to, they got to stay within a game, a couple of games of the Cubs. Uh, preferably, we'd like to see the Cardinals pull away. But we would, we would like to see you know them at least keep pace with the Cubs. The Cubs are a good team. Are they the best team in the National League? No, not even close. Are the Cardinals? Oh, God, no. But the Cardinals do have a chance here. The Cardinals have a chance to win this division in a really meaningful way. We're going to have meaningful baseball deep into September. Uh, the this, this division, as we've talked about, is not going to be decided uh, at any point except in those final couple of series against the Cubs and the Cardinals. Milwaukee may be starting to fade. We'll have to see. Uh, and again, at the time of this recording, the Cardinals 10 games above 500 for the first time since May. So a lot of things trending right for the Cardinals. You know, the offense, yes, spotty at times, of course. Uh, sometimes non-existent, frustratingly so, yeah. The pitching, though, has been kind of what's been holding up. Now, Wainwright in tonight's game, and again, I feel like I'm saying this too much, but again, at the time of this recording, sorry, I had to cough there. Use the use the nifty little cough button. <clears throat> He's gotten dinged up by the Brewers early on in the game to uh, give them that lead that they have. But overall, the pitching has been pretty good. You know, um, there there was that combined no hitter from Dakota Hudson going on uh, the other day. Now I have to say this. All right. How how is it possible to get excited about a combined no hitter? I just don't understand that. And to be honest with you, I'm not real sure I understand why they pulled Dakota Hudson out of that game. Now, granted, maybe he's not been all that great the third time through the order. It's stuff, but I never thought I'd see the day that a major league pitcher would be pulled in the middle of a no hitter. I guess that's just where we are. Uh, so the pitching has been has been really good against this uh, Brewers team. And now the Brewers aren't the best team in the National League, but they're not some of these scrubs the Cardinals have been beating up on. Instead, what you're getting is a is a team as good as the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are winning. They're uh, absolutely winning in a big way, and uh, it's exactly what you need to see from this team. Overall, though, uh, the the big game, the highlight of the uh, series so far, would be in Game Two, where the uh, where the Cardinals ended up winning. Uh, what was it? It was, I believe, it was nine to four. Yeah, nine to four. And this was uh, Tuesday night's game. Everybody seemed to uh, be getting on the action one way or the other. Zuna had a big night, three for five. Uh, Molina going two for three. Wong, Goldie, both going one for five. Uh, but the big key moment in that game happens when the bases are loaded. Dexter Fowler's up to the plate. 
and he hits just this lazy bloop of a fly ball. And if, and if you're like me or anybody else in that stadium, you're thinking, oh, well, that's just going to kill the rally. We're just going to stay tied at two. For some reason, the Brewers let that one drop. I don't know if somebody called it or if everyone thought somebody else was going to get it. But when they when it dropped, because Harrison Bader was out first, the Cardinals scored three runs. It was a three RBI double for Dexter Fowler. And it was awesome. Now, when the Brewers picked up the ball and threw it back to the second plate, oh, man, they were mad. They were so mad about it. And I'd be mad, too. I mean, it's fun It's fun to laugh out now when the Cardinals are uh, winning. Or, you know, they've already won the series. But we've seen the Cardinals do stuff like that that's similar. And we know how frustrating it can be. So it's, sometimes it's nice to see that happen to somebody else that isn't the Cardinals. You know what I mean? Uh, but as we mentioned, Harrison Bader, yeah, he is back with the big club, and we're going to be uh, talking a little bit more about him in our next segment. Just kind of spitballing, get back in the groove of things. Uh, again, thank you so much for your patience. I have been uh, slightly under the weather, as it's been uh, one of those summertime colds. It is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. And uh, yeah, our second segment right around the corner. We will be right back. Guys, when you're on deck and getting ready to step up to the plate, you have to be sure you're ready to swing for the fences. But if you're looking for that fastball when you get a curve instead, that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is the first chewable of its kind with the same FDA-approved active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. So, you know they work, right? You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable... They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity to swing for the fences arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BLUEChew.com. Promo code MLB to try it free. Again, that promo code MLB. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. And uh, again, thanks for listening. Rate, review, and subscribe. Five stars, please. On uh, Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to your favorite shows. Harrison Bader back up with the big club. And uh, honestly, a lot of people, not sure why. Uh, I think there's a conspiracy theory going around that we, everyone's like, he'll, he'll be back up in time for his bobblehead day. And I can see that. That doesn't make it right, but I mean, I can kind of see that as being a point. I mean, Bill DeWitt kind of marketed him as the next young superstar. Defensively, yes. Uh, at the plate, not so much. So before the All-Star break, through 195 at-bats, Bader only managed a very, very bad 205 batting average. Currently got a sick, or he had a 675 OPS before the All-Star break. Could sit down, trying to retool that swing. And uh, post-All-Star break, now, granted, some of this stuff is mixed in there uh, before he gets sent down. 
But post-All-Star break, 327 at-bats. He's currently batting 148 with an OPS of 639. And uh, he has been doing a bit better since coming back up to the Major League Club. But this is another situation that I'm not sure that the Cardinals are making the right move. I love Harrison Bader. Dude's fun. He's got this uh, this this look about him that he could be uh, the, the next face of the St. Louis Cardinals. But he doesn't give you the best chance to win. I think uh, I saw on Twitter Dylan Carlson is crushing it. He's hitting over 400, maybe over 500. Just something ridiculous at, at, at the minor league level. Dylan Carlson, who is this highly touted prospect, And for very good reason, the guy can just crush it, at least in the minor leagues. Based on what we're seeing, I'd say he's ready to come up. Now, if you go ask Mo, who would you rather have in the lineup? Do you want Carlson or do you want Bader? He's going to tell you Bader. He's going to say Bader knows more about the major leagues. He's ready to go, blah, 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 blah. Because Mo is unwilling to take a chance on somebody like Carlson coming up and crushing it. In my opinion, the Cardinals are in first place, even if it's by half a game. But if you want the best chance to win, if you want to be able to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. We didn't make a trade at the trade deadline. No, I'm not trying to open up that sore wound. We're going to come up our hot shot studs. Because Major League Pitching, and again, Carlson's killing it at AAA. I believe he's at AAA. Whatever he is, he's killing it. And more often than not, when they're doing that, Major League Pitchers don't really know them. They don't really have a, you know, a, a, a plan of attack for guys like that. So you know what he's going to do at the major league level this year? He's going to crush it. And I do mean crush it. So what is the hesitation about bringing up Dylan Carlson? Do we not want to make anybody else look bad? I mean, Bader has been kind of awful. You know, the only place, you know, you take a look at uh, at his batting order splits. The only place he's even somewhat productive is when he's batting ninth. You know, he's got an OPS of 710 there. He's batting 289. The only other place he's got a higher OPS is uh, batting leadoff. But that's just eight at bats. Most of his bats at bats come from batting eighth, where he's a uh, 212 hitter with a 749 OPS. Batting seventh, he's even worse. That's actually his worst spot. He's batting a, you know, 093, an OPS of 417. Uh, 43 advance there. I'm not saying Bader can't figure it out. I'm not saying Bader can't do it. What I am saying is at the moment, you are in a tight pennant race, and Bader does not give you the best chance to win. What Bader does is give you excellent defense. Uh, Bader gives you a fun personality uh, on your club, which is also desperately needed. But a fun personality and a flashy glove isn't going to make up for somebody that's batting a buck 48 since the All-Star break with an OPS of 639. That's not going to happen. No home runs since the uh, the All-Star break. 
Four hits, eight runs scored so far, only a couple of stolen bases, 11 strikeouts, eight walks. Somebody explain to me how Harrison Bader is helping you out more than Randy A., Carlson, any of those guys. Because I'm all ears. If someone could tell me why Bader deserves to be up over one of those guys based on his production, yeah, Bader's going to kill it down at AAA too. Because he's used to major league pitching. And it's not that they don't have major league caliber pitchers down at AAA, but it's it's just a different breed of uh, what's happening down there. So basically what we need to uh, establish is how to put the best team on the field. What is the optimal Cardinal lineup you can put on the field? I'm sure you have ideas. I'd love to hear from you. Moose at onairwithmoose.com. That's the way to email me your uh, thoughts. You can also uh, tweet me at Moose Michaels or Locked on STL. So what is that optimal Cardinals lineup? I will say it's probably a, a fluid just a little bit. However, I think leading off, you got to have Dexter Fowler. I think hitting second has to be Colton Wong. Hitting third has to be Paul Goldschmidt. Ozuna in the cleanup spot. The uh, fifth spot needs to go to Paul DeYoung. Number six is probably Yachty. Number seven is Matt Carpenter or Tommy Edmond or whoever the flavor of the day is for Mike Schilt at third base. And then batting eighth, would likely be Harrison Bader if he's on the team. But I would advocate for a Dylan Carlson there. In fact, you could probably put Dylan Carlson batting uh, sixth and moving everybody else down. So you drop uh, Molina down to uh, seventh and Carpenter down to eighth. Because it's just, it's just ridiculous. Now that's the, in my opinion, the optimal Cardinal lineup. Uh, Jeff Jones, I believe, is who is who this is from, and uh, he was talking about how the how Mike Schilt was asked about how to find playing time for some of these guys. Essentially, here's what Schilt said. I'm not going to read all this, but I want to read some of it. Uh, in regards to Matt Carpenter, here's what he said: We know we've a thing with Matt Carpenter. You've got this proven elite OPS machine that when it's driving and operating, not even at its fullest capacity. It's great to have the June-July version of Matt Carpenter Player of the Month that got him rightfully into. He ended up finishing ninth at MVP last year. How soon we forget, right? So your question is like, how soon are you going to cast him aside is effectively the question on some level. And I understand it. I mean, listen, it's about production. That's right. It's not about what Matt Carpenter did last year. We all know the torrid summer that he had. Helping to vault the Cardinals back into contention for a short while. He doesn't need to be leading off. He's not an OPS machine. Not at all. Until he can figure out the swing, he needs to bat lower. In fact, it's it's almost he has to bat lower. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. Thank goodness for that cough button because uh, I'm up here dying, just so everybody's aware. 
Uh, okay, so real fast before we wrap up here, and uh, I start to lose my voice again. I can kind of, you may not hear it, but I can feel it starting to go. Uh, the Cardinals, currently uh, it's 5-3 Brewers, bottom of the six, two and two, one out. Cardinals got men in scoring position in second and third. So we'll see if they can pull this out. Uh, the aforementioned Matt Carpenter currently at the bat. Oh, what a surprise, 0-2. Oh, cool. Well, uh, later on today, as you're listening to this, on Thursday, August 22nd, the Cardinals will be playing host of the Colorado Rockies. Uh, game time, 645 Central, and you can catch that on Fox Sports Midwest. Uh, I believe your local Cardinals affiliate, if you are listening on uh, on the radio. Mike Liss is going to be taking the mound. He of 7-13 and 13 and a 430 ARA. Taking on uh, Hermaine Marquez who uh, never did, not done too bad for the Rockies. He's looking to stay on a roll. He's 4-0 with a 332 ERA. Over his last six start, he struck out 43 and walked only five during that span. Uh, Miles Michael is kind of on the, uh, on the same boat there. He's not really walking a lot. But on this past Saturday, Michaelis extended his streak of games with two or fewer walks to 40, thus claiming the Cardinals' record. Uh, should be a pretty good game for the Cardinals uh, based on the stance and everything. Uh, and a lot of this is short sample size, with the exception of Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, everybody seems to hit him pretty well. Through 26 at-bats for Goldie, he's hitting uh, Hermain at a 385 clip. So I'd expect to see some pretty good production out of uh, Goldie here. Michaelis tends to, uh, again, all this small sample size, tends to... Uh, have a mixed bag against the Rockies, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll recap that game for you on Friday, and uh, we'll see how everything else uh, shakes out for the Cardinals as well. Uh, again, good to be back. Thank you for listening, and apologies for the delay. You drink a brewski for the mooski. I'm out. <laughs>